once again. Episode 132 of the Grunge Bible Podcast is coming to you right now. My name is Chris Salona. I'm joined by the another year older Ethan Shalloway here That's on the Grunge right. Bible Podcast. How we doing, Ethan? Also, happy birthday, man. We did Thank it. We're you. here. Thank you, Chris. Happy birthday to you as well. Um, I was just thinking, because you've sent this a few times to me uh, in the last couple of weeks, like, you know, if we were closing pitchers in the ninth, and I feel like that's, <laughs> I feel like our intro, that right now that's our intro song, obviously. Yeah. And uh, so they called us in and we're coming in to do a podcast to get it done. Uh, Slam the our, door shut in the ninth, strike out the side. Exactly. And uh, as we've talked about, um, it's finally here. Well, you know, the episode comes out on the second. October 2nd, yeah. But we are recording. We decided to record on our birthday because, um, yeah, you know, why not? And I thought about it. And, like, obviously, me and you share the same birthday. And we've, we, we yeah, have we our do. whole lives. And uh, <laughs> it's an incredible gift, you know. It's so cool. And we talk about this every year. It's so cool that we share a birthday. We run this page together. And the fact that we're doing this podcast on a birthday is actually really cool. And I'm glad we're doing it because... We're instantly starting our day with uh, interacting with each other. We got to have some good conversation about music, and it just feels right, uh, you know, because like you know, everybody, people, you know, send you birthday wishes and stuff, obviously throughout the day, and that's really right. nice. But it's it's really cool that like you know we're on the same path, and like you're you're you know probably gonna do something special today, and like so am I, and it's like you know it's really it's really cool, you know. Yeah, I mean, it really sim- is as simple as that. Yeah, it totally is, and 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 especially too. Uh, last year we were lucky; we were able to spend our birthday in the same place. Um, so this year we're able to kind of do that in a, in a little bit of a, a different way. Uh, recording here today <laughs> not, on not September twenty eighth, <laughs> not the same place. <laughs> Mentally, we're in the same place because what we yeah. see is unreal. But um, yeah. you know, we're crawling back to the starting line together. But you turn twenty nine today, and I turn twenty seven. Yeah, kind of wild. In the words, in the words of PD, twenty-seven club, and I'm still fucking breathing. Yeah, I'm not hyperventilating in a building full of people yet, though. Yes, that comes later. Um, Chris, do you feel old? Um, I was thinking about this. Um, yeah, I think I do. I think I do. Like, I'm. There's no bones about it anymore. Like, I am officially in my late twenties. Like, when you're twenty-six, like you're like, oh, like I'm mid-twenties. Like, I'm I'm a kid still. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, I I feel. There's a one year song called Woke Up Older. I, I woke up older today, you know? Um, yeah. I don't know, like 27, I just like, you can't compare, but like, I mean, shit, my grandparents, they got married when they were 20 and like they had children and like I have friends who have children mm-hmm. and wives and everything. And, um, you know, um, everybody's following their own path. Like I'm very, I, I think I, I'm I, like, I kind of feel very content and like proud of where I am in my life and and who I, who I am. Um, I think I've become largely who, who I'm supposed to be and who I want to be. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, you know, and everybody that's around me, all of my friends and family and people I love have helped me to do that. So, um, I feel older, but I'm, I'm grateful for the chance, I guess, if that makes sense. And I don't know, you know, this is a, this is life, you know, we've stepped up to the plate. We're in the game now, you know, the, the train, the training wheels are off. Yeah. What about you? you? Yeah. Do you feel older? I do. Uh, and I said, I've been saying like 28, I didn't feel old, you know, 28 was, uh, it was a good year. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, for some reason, 29 feels a lot different. Like right there, 30 is as close as it's ever been. Yeah. And the way I like to gauge, uh, you know, feeling old 
is like with sports and all the players and the league. There's and so stuff. many. There's so many people who were born in like 2001, 2002 playing now, and I'm like, fuck. Well, like, like, I remember I mean, those years. Like, you know, Jason Tatum. He feel like he's been in the league for like five years or like yeah. you know longer. Like and he's he younger has. than you. Yeah, he's he's like 20. He's like 24. The joke yeah. is like he's still 22. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like. You know, Todd Gurley is 29, and yeah. he's been out. He's been out of the, the football NFL for like mm-hmm. what feels like forever. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like, and then there's there's other people that feels like yeah, they just feel like they've been playing forever. And so anytime I can like, anytime they go, they talk about how old people are, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm three years older than this guy, and he's yeah. been playing you know professional for like six years. Right, it's weird. And I don't know if you think about this too, but I think about it a lot in the in the context of music, like. So many of my favorite songs were were written and recorded by so many of my favorite musicians when they were younger than I am today. Um, yeah, and that's always a weird thing to think about. Um, you know, the things or when that you watch are... live concerts, Bob the Bear height was your age, <laughs> exactly. And he, it's like there's no way that man is under forty, but you know he was twenty six bouncing around. Um, are you are you a big birthday person? Like, do you enjoy like the you know all of like the the birthday zone kind of stuff? Are you, are you into that? Well, you know. I, I would say no. Like I, I feel like I've consistently like my parents or my family asked for like a birthday list, and I never, I, I always fail to give yeah, them a I, list I never of want stuff. Any, yeah, exactly. I it's always, not about I always, that for me. Yeah, but like I think because we share the, we share one, and over the years, like I feel like I've, it's had more of a spotlight yeah. um, in my life, which I don't mind, um, you know. But I don't, uh, you know, it's a, it's a pretty normal day. I wasn't asked, what are you doing today? Well, um, I'm. What are your uh, plans? Work, I have to work today. I uh, gotta get a little, little bit of work action done, uh, but I'm not working a full I, day. I so. called off. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I called off tomorrow. Um, so I, I'm, I'm doing that. Probably go get a nice little lift in. You know, see if the body still works at age 27. And then tonight, I'm seeing the front bottoms uh, with, yes. uh, as we've mentioned uh, the last couple of episodes, uh, two top level Patreon supporters who we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, Eddie Vetter got me through my second divorce and Rachel Corning, so I'm excited about that. Um, nice, you know, throw in some music, uh, you know, on, on the birthday. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, what do you you have going on? You golfing today? Yes. I'm, I'm golfing with, uh, uh, my buddy Adam and Chris and then my brother Quinn. And then we're going to go back to Quinn's house and get some food and have the family over and, and watch some football. So yeah, pretty, uh, pretty solid day. Everything that I like to do, spending time with family. So I'm still here in PA Mm. and, uh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not the biggest birthday person in terms of like, oh my God, like it's this monumental thing, but like, I don't know. Um, it is a good point to kind of look back, um, you know, and you have to break down your life some way, but like I've I've had a few pretty, I've had a few pretty good years the last like two or three years and I'm I'm really grateful for that. Um, so it's kind of good to take stock a little bit and you know, 20, 26 was a really solid year for me. A lot of fun, did a lot of cool stuff and spent time with a lot of really important people and, and whatnot. So I'm hoping, you know, 27 and 29 for you are, are just as good. Yeah. It's always a good time to reflect. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're like, dang, I missed out on giving these guys a birthday gift. You still can because no better time than to become a Patreon supporter and join the legion of people that give us a few bucks a month to keep this thing running. Uh, you know, every little bit helps if you're liking, following, you know, commenting, whatever, but then you can take the next step, become a $2, $5 or $10, uh, patron. And, uh, you know, like we like to say, get some skin in the game. So please consider that. And you can put happy birthday and we'll give you a nice shout out. Um, because 100%. then we know that you are, uh, 
a man or woman of action, which is what right. we're looking for. Yeah, we love we love people that put their money where their mouth is, you know, or, or put exactly. their put you know more specifically speaking, put their money into our account. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's important. Exactly. So, so that's the thing. So we've uh, I'm about to thank our top level supporters as we do each week, but um, you know more so than that. So we've got I think about 25 uh, top level supporters, but total we have 52 people that support us on Patreon. Yeah. So you know any part of the um, you know, any part of the structure that you're at, it's 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 very helpful. It means a lot to us. We're we're very gracious for that. Um, you know, especially the people that go above and beyond the call of duty. You know, they, you know, earning all sorts of accolades. You know, supporting us at the top level. Um, and those people, uh, as it remains, they are Pile of Punk, D Boat, Gochu John, Eric R. Berry, Sherry Matthews, Epona, Julie Van Siever, Corden Stewart, Keith White, Granny Grunge, Eddie Vedder got me through my second divorce, Brother Nature, Faith Bittner, Captain High Top, Alex Long, Fresh Tendonitis, Seattle Four Fanboy from New Jersey, Chris LSMS, Nikki Six, Kara K, Black Hole Sean, What the Fuck is Up, Denny's, Doug Endy, Millie, Rachel Corning, Laura Nyreen, Jamie Lynn, Fuck Soup, The Blue Owl, Jade Mercado, Carlene Salona, and Alexis Shannon. That's the squad. Yeah, very I would, consistent. I would, I would, I would share a foxhole with all of them. Yeah, I would, absolutely. I would do that. Instantly. Share a pit, share a pit with some of them. Yeah, exactly. I have, and I yeah. will again. <laughs> yeah, I hope to. Chris, I would be remiss if uh, if I talked about the, uh, you know, athletes and their age. If I didn't bring up Kyle Schwarber being only thirty, he's thirty years old. He's one year older than me. <laughs> That's so fucked up. <laughs> Which means that, like, if we went to the same high school. I would have been a junior when he was a senior hitting dingers. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine like playing on your local high school team and you got Schwarber and he he was a catcher back in the day too. Yeah. Like oh he, was, my gosh. he was behind the dish. He was he was the general of the field, you know. What a power up he probably staff. was in high school. Oh that, my god. Yeah, exactly. I gotta after this episode, I gotta look up his high school stats. I'm sure he oh, batted dude. like batted like eight fifty <laughs> with like like forty six hits and like thirty seven of them were home runs. Well, and that's not I mean he's got like he's Who knows, got like, though? This year for the Phillies, he has like 110 hits on the year, and like 49 of them are home runs. <laughs> yeah, so like he has he has way more home runs than he has singles, which is amazing. Yeah, exactly. That's what yeah. I like to think the Grunge Bible podcast is. You know, like we get up to the dish every week, and you know we we hit it. We hit our fair number of home runs. I'd like to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, slugging percentage is great. Oh yeah, it's way up there. Awesome. Okay, Incredible. so we got some we got some music things to talk about. I'm sure we'll sprinkle in. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll sprinkle. We yeah. will this, sprinkle. This in is some our more episode, birthday Ethan. stuff. This is our birthday. Yeah. Yeah, we will because there's another there's another birthday that we're going to talk about uh, later. But to follow suit with last week, we're going to talk about uh, this day in music. Uh, October. I kind of like this segment. I, I think this should stick around. I do too. I think that because like I mean every year the episode is going to come out on a different day. So as long as we you know don't get too yeah, liberal as as with changing. It. As, yeah, as long as we don't like do the adjacent days, which we kind of do, but right. uh, you know, we're gonna. But th- but this is kind of cool because I think we can we can enter into like other areas of music um, as well. Like the first one in 1928, right? I put this on there, and I don't know, I don't know if you probably looked at it and thought it was weird, but <laughs> no, uh, it's awesome. D. Ford Bailey recorded eight masters in Nashville, Tennessee, <laughs> and the songs that were issued were the first recording sessions to be made in what is no, now known as Music City, USA. I think that's pretty sick. The birth of Nashville, yeah. The the birth of Nashville was on October second, nineteen twenty eight, which means it come it's ninety five you know ninety five years old as known as the Music City, and uh, that's really crazy because there's obviously like so much music that has come out yeah. of that city over the years so 
D Ford Bailey, uh, pretty incredible. Yeah, I mean, without without that's without history, Mr., dude. Without Mr. Bailey, I mean, there's no Ryman, there's no Grand Ole Opry. I mean, there's no, uh, you know, country music isn't what it is. And country music, I mean, there, that was a hell of a genre in the '50s, '60s, and '70s. You know, all those guys yeah. that were making music. I'm, a, I'm not a fan of what passes for country nowadays. You know, everybody, you know, er, Old everybody's Eric so Church. much better. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Eric Stapleton and Chris all, Church. Yeah, they're all Eric Stapler and, uh, and Chris Church and everything. <laughs> Thing like that but you know that's cool uh d ford bailey a king of his time oh yeah it's so good that's incredible let's uh let's let's fast forward about uh let's say about 50 years so i think 49 years up to 1967 ethan this one is very significant this um, one's so funny i love yeah. it this one uh back in, on this day october 2nd 1967 um all six members of the time of the Grateful Dead were arrested for possession of marijuana. They spent six hours in the slammer and then they were released on bail. <laughs> it's so it, it's so fitting that they all yeah got arrested for marijuana together. Well, that's and, the, you got to uh, do you got to do stuff with your friends, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, I like that they spent a little time in jail and then were, were released. And because uh, now, like, obviously, it's illegal in a lot of places, and you wouldn't. Yeah, you're not going to get in trouble for that. That's the thing. And uh, it shouldn't same it way. shouldn't be illegal. Yeah, they were <clears throat> they paved the way, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> the dead. It's kind of awesome. Um Ethan, speaking of people being arrested, this is not this day in music history. This happened in July, but do you know that Mick Jagger and Keith Richards were arrested once in Warwick, Rhode Island? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, man. Five of them, five members of their traveling party were arrested on July 19th, 1972 in Warwick, Rhode Island, which is where the, the airport is. So I presume they were flying in. But they were arrested on charges of assault on a photographer and obstructing police officers. So they were in... Um, and they were they they were late. They had a, they had a show to play up in Boston that night. But because they were arrested, they were late. Um, and they ended up not getting there. Um until like after midnight the show was supposed to start at eight but they trucked up there and and i believe they they went on and played but yeah the the man was trying to keep him down for apparently assaulting a photographer um you know that's wow. that's just kind of how it happens sometimes so evidently that... the story goes um keith richards was the one who made the assault but then mick jagger was alleged to have shouted if you take him you're taking me too and they took him <laughs> Holy cow, dude! That's so uh, random. What made you? What? What did you? Where did you see that? What made you say that? It's it's a significant part of Rhode Island lore. I mean, there's not yeah. you know, there's not a ton musically in Rhode Island, but I mean, how cool is that? They got arrested. You know, I don't condone the assaulting the photographer. He probably didn't, he didn't deserve it. Or, thing, no one deserves to be assaulted. But they made it up to um they made it up to Boston. A police officer. <laughs> yeah. They started. So listen to this. So they were supposed to play at eight. They didn't get on stage until twelve forty-five, but everybody stayed at the venue and they played for fifteen thousand people and they played until two in the morning. That is pretty crazy. Would you stay an extra four hours uh, to see a band? <laughs> I mean, it's if the Stones in seventy-two. Was... I mean, they, uh, I think I think I would. You know, I got nowhere else to be. What do, what do I have to be up in the morning for? Right? Would, would that be the equivalent of like Taylor Swift, like delaying for like four or five hours? I guess. Right. You know. Yeah. It's kind of kind of awesome though they went up there and i guess uh jagger was on stage and, and he remarked at the boston show he's like it's like this place is a hell of a lot better than warwick so warwick rhode island's claim to fame that's where i went to high school i went to high school in warwick that's sweet yeah that's kind of good. awesome <clears throat> all right uh moving to 1976 october 2nd uh john belushi came out on stage with joe crocker 
while he was performing on Saturday Night Live. And uh, Big Joe Cocker, the man. Yeah, you you love this video, right? Yeah, so so evidently, uh, John Belushi used to do like a Joe Cocker impersonation um, because you know you've I think you've seen videos of Joe Cocker singing and like he doesn't play any instruments, but like he like he's like gyrating all the time and like playing air guitar with his hands and he gets really into it. I think he was on a lot of drugs at the time, uh, but anyways, you know, early Saturday Night Live, uh, John Belushi dropped in on Joe Cocker when he was performing. Um, and they kind of had a nice little bit there. It was really funny. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, uh, of, of Joe Cocker, Joe. you know, the, the, the big cock. I'm a, I'm a large, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a huge fan. fan. So, um, that's pretty awesome. You know, I mean, he, he sang the best version of feeling all right. I mean, mm -hmm. of, of notable fame in the movie flight, which we hold near and dear to our hearts. So, oh my gosh, it's a very amazing. significant one. And then, lastly, we move up to the new millennium uh, in the year 2000 on October 2nd, 2000. Radiohead's album Kid A was released. And Ethan, um, last week we were talking about uh, the Pixies Trump Lemond a little bit, and we made the, we made the remark that like, you know, a lot of people like the Pixies, but we're not really sure why. I think I think that remark makes perfect sense for Radiohead. Um, so I've just ne I've never been able to do it. Yeah, you're right. You, sometimes you like, I'm going to try really hard and you do, and you get like a few songs that like, you know, catch and yeah. then, and then it loses, it loses me for sure. Yeah. And, well, they've uh, got a lot of songs I think that are more accessible than others, like the fake plastic trees and the high and dries of the world. They're very accessible. They're like fairly traditional, but like they got into some weird shit. Like after mm -hmm. like the bends and okay computer, like I kind of, I check out a Radiohead. Like I've never, I've never sat down and be like, I'm going to listen to kid a today. Um, maybe mm -hmm. I'll do it later because this is the anniversary of it. It's turning 23, but, um, you know, outlook, not likely if I were to shake my magic eight ball right now. <laughs> That's awesome. My, <coughs> sorry, my favorite, uh, joke. It was like, it was like a headline and it was like crowd, um, crowd mistaken sound check as radios, radio heads, like opening song. Absolutely. And, is, that, uh, is that Charlie we hear in the background? Yeah, that, that was the, the, the pups are barking. They, they saw a ghost at the door. But yeah. So yeah, they, they applauded after the sound check because um, they thought it was one of their songs, which I think is so funny. <laughs> yeah, like really experimental stuff. It's kind of out there. Mm -hmm. Stone Just Gossard actually. Guitar. Yeah, Stone Gossard once, I think it was for um, maybe Yield or maybe, maybe one of the albums afterwards, but he cited, uh, Radiohead's okay computer as being an influence on him, um, which is, which is interesting. So it just goes mm -hmm. to show you, you know, they might not be your favorite bands, but you know, they could be the favorite bands of some of your favorite bands. So mm -hmm. you never know the connections yeah. that could be made, but yeah, Radiohead's definitely falling into that category of the, everybody loves him, but I'm not really sure why. I think it's just like, yeah, if you're in, if you're, if a new album comes out and you happen to listen or a new bands going on for the people that like Radiohead, they probably, yeah, when they were young, the, the music came out and for some reason they had that CD and that's all they had and that's why they love them. Yeah. And, uh, for people, you know, going back in time and listening, I mean, there's just so much music that I go to instead of Radiohead, but yeah. not today. I think, I, I think I will put it on. You think so? Maybe I'll yeah. join you. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm firmly in the front bottom zone. We say that a the lot. show tonight. Yeah, we, we do say that a lot. The amount of time. I'm so jealous do. about that. Yeah, I know. Well, time. it's funny. So I think, so last year around this time, we saw the front bottoms. And then two years ago, same week, um, you saw the front bottoms. So this is like a tradition between the two of us. Like yeah. the week of our birthdays, like one of us is going to see the front bottoms. Exactly. Well, last year at this time, well, like at, at midnight for our birthdays, we were seeing, we were finishing up the Taylor Hawkins 
tribute yeah. show in LA. 63 musicians, six hours of music. Um, 63 uh, musicians. Holy cow. I was thinking about that yesterday because uh, the 27th was the anniversary of the beginning of the show. Obviously, it went after midnight, but um, what a night that was. I I think I might go back and listen to the, uh, the retrospective episode that we did. Um, yeah, you know, that, kind of that reviewing that episode. one where it was you, me, um, Adam, and Connor, Andy, um, kind of talking about that show because that was um, that was a that was a big memory. That was a big moment. I'm just really grateful that we were able to be there for that. Um, yeah, really, really special. Oh yeah, yeah. That was episode yeah, that was... number eighty for the connoisseurs out there. If you want to go back and listen, yeah, that was a long one. That was a long one. That thing was that, like... that episode was probably pushing two hours. Yeah. We're getting yeah. wine drunk on Drew's couch. Talking oh, yeah. about Taylor Hawkins. <clears throat> yeah, it was so good. I mean, just a core memory. I mean, I think that's going to be one of my favorite concerts to look back on uh, forever. And we have some good we have some good home video from that, which is, you know, needed. Absolutely. Yeah, I, lo- I, love, t- I love holding on to the concert videos I take. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do, too. I mean, sometimes, like, it's like, what do you have to do? Go back and, and watch it. But then it's like, but sometimes yeah, I do. At, yeah. I would say the crazy part is I do at, at like, yeah, you see a memory from two years ago and it's yeah. like you yelling from the, from the pit and all of a sudden, you, you know, your buddy flashes and you're like, oh yeah. yeah. Like, and then and you remember you, and, and you met and, some people and you're like, you know, arm in arm with some random yeah, rear view, they, they were for awesome. example. I mean the, the Sig brothers from the Wrigley show yep. that we sang alive with. Um, and I think especially to most of the shows that you and I tend to go to are, are, are general admissions. Like we, we tend to get up towards the front and that's prime, prime, prime opportunity, prime real estate to take a quick little video and make a memory. Like I've got, got a lot of them that I'll go back and listen to it, you know, um, and, and watch sometimes it's, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, okay. So moving on, uh, you know, since obviously we're talking about birthdays, uh, there was a birthday, uh, in the music world on nine, nine twenty six, uh, um, I guess we didn't talk about, and I guess we haven't done a full episode on this guy, correct? We've done it about the band. And yeah, we've, we've done a few it about times. the band, but we haven't done one uh, properly on the uh, on the front man of this band. And so Shannon Hoon, uh, he would have turned uh, 56, I believe, last week, mm-hmm. and uh, a, a lead singer to Blind Melon, and uh, someone we lost, obviously, way too soon. And um, yeah, I just wanted to say happy birthday to him, dude. He was a... You know, he was a sunflower in the world, you know, he was just such a, such a fun guy to uh, listen to and to watch perform. Um, he has a lot of great performances out there that we've posted over the years. Um, and I know you got really into, uh, we got, it was probably like 2017, we really got into uh, the Blind Melon and we're listening, you know, more than just no rain, of right. course. <laughs> That's and, the one uh, tagline on the bingo sheet. Whenever Chris says about Blind Melon, quote, there's so much more than just no rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there is, I mean, the band was, uh, the band was, you know, really fun and, uh, his voice was just so different. Like it really was like no one else. I one mean, of he's the more of, unique voices um, mm-hmm, of the time. Like a Joplin like, I think, type of like, Yeah. Like old I, I think of him in terms of how unique his voice was in the same way that I think of, of Lane, for example, um, you know, just really, really distinct. And, and he was able to, the music that he made with Blind Melon served his voice so well. I think a lot of times we talk about, uh, musicians and particularly drummers and their ability to kind of serve the song. But um, Shannon's voice in particular, I really think about almost, you know, as another instrument on stage 
uh, and in the studio and in those songs. I mean, it fits so cohesively with the band, um, you know, and for the for the brief years that they were active with their classic lineup, you know, from 92 until Shannon's death, um, you know, the stuff that they were able to do and the way that they were able to play, um, really, really, really special. Um, I love their, their self-titled debut album. You know, it's got some of my favorite Blind Melon tracks on there. Um, you know, especially I think about I Wonder, Sleepy House, um, you know, Soul One, for example. Um, you know, there's a lot of really, really good songs on there. Oh, well, actually, I'm not sure if Soul One was off of that, but Sleepy House, that's the, and Drive, those are the ones for me. Drive currently is my uh, my alarm in the morning. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's a nice little slow kind of guitar lick at the beginning, and it's just something good to wake up to. So I've been, I've been rolling with that for like four or five months now. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, they had like, I mean, yeah, they got The Pusher, which I love. I love that one. Yeah, the cover, yeah, the, really, really good. And they, have, yeah, they just have this like, uh, they kind of give you the, the 60s rock feel that I, that, that you know, that you love. Yeah. It was like a more modern uh, yeah. kind of go around and, and yeah, mm-hmm. they, they were really special. And so, and he was just, like I said, he was just awesome. He would have been fun to celebrate a birthday with, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And even even the, the the second album, Soup, that they came out with in 95, I mean, Galaxy, Verney, Skinned, 2x4, St. Andrew's Fall, Mouthful of Cavities. I know a lot of those are fan favorites. Um, and like for me, they really hit their stride when they kind of had those like, you know, slow kind of come downish kind of songs like Verney and, and Sleepy House. It's just kind of like those songs are like the the manifestation of like when you've been on like a three-day bender and you finally get home, but you know you just have one more beer to kind of, kind of, kind of come down a little bit. Um, and he was a great, great lyricist as well. And, and I think one of my favorite songs of his, uh, you know, fitting for the time because it's it's autumn and the temperatures are cooling off, is uh, "Soup." Um, what mm-hmm. a powerful song! Um, you know, when that song kind of reaches its apex. Uh, you know, when he, when he starts singing, I'll pull the trigger and I'll make it all go away. Um, I, you can really hear, I think, a lot of the, the struggle that he had in his life through that song. And some of those live performances are just absolutely incredible. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I add that to the list of stuff you got to listen to today. Uh, some some Shannon Hoon. You know, you got any, any album you wish, really. It's your choice. And then of Absolutely. course Kid A and and the other stuff, <laughs> the other stuff that we talked about. I don't even find the uh, find the tracks that D Ford Bailey recorded. I'm sure they're out, they're out there. But maybe <laughs> that's yeah. Maybe. That's what we're gonna do. That's just we we just need to do an exclusive episode next week on the on the eight tracks of D Ford Bailey <laughs> from <laughs> album review, dude. Oh my gosh, that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that that's something that I would need to get like a historian to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll, we'll bring somebody in from Nashville. Yeah, not us. That's the but we never purport to be historians. Yeah, you know, we we just read off of Wikipedia, right, Ethan? Yeah, and I think people are mistaken. I think people think that we are, and uh, we're not because. Well, I mean, our our ages disqualify us old. from being historians. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I mean, shit. We started this page when I was nineteen and you were twenty one. Uh, you know, you don't know anything about the world, you know, when you're 19 and 21, although you think you do. Um, yeah. And, you know, but now we're 27 and 29. But Ethan, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, you know how um, on like Lithium, on Sirius XM and, and, and whatnot and all these different publications, like there's people now who are like, who are in their 50s and 60s that are like the, the 90s grunge and alternative people, like the Matt mm-hmm. Pinfields, the Cat Corbettes of the world. Like, Ethan, <laughs> if we do this long enough, there's going to come a time that like they're going to get older. Um <laughs> we'll have to we'll step into the the void there a little bit like there there is there's an alternate reality there's a there's a future track for us out there where like if we keep this shit up for the next like 20 years like it it, it could yeah. be us 
and we're talking about the front bottoms and the wonder years and and yeah. like, like we were the ones there at the floor like and having the interactions with your pd and and with the bands and stuff yeah i'm assuming that would be our neat that, that would be where we yeah you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put grunge to bed we'll blow out the candle on grunge <laughs> yeah probably uh <clears throat> anything else uh anything else you have to say about shannon or the no the and i think i've exhausted all of my thoughts on d ford bailey as well yeah um, yeah. but yeah, no, uh, yeah. Shannon Hoon. Um, I think somebody kind of weirdly, I don't know why, but I kind of think of Shannon and blind melon in the same way that I think of Tom Petty in the sense that uh, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, like I love their music, but I, I don't listen to it as much as I should. Um, uh, but anytime mm-hmm. I do, like it really adds a lot of value and, and their music kind of is like, it's like the perfect, like soundtrack to your life music and, you know, no better time than on, than on our birthdays to kind of revisit some of those songs that make you think, um, and I think lyrically, change is 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 Shannon Hoon's best, you know, best of all time, his best work, um, and you know, it's got some of my favorite lyrics to come from the era, uh, you know. And I know we can't all stay here forever, so I'm going to write my words on the face of today, um, and that's a really, really good reminder for everybody. Um, and that's something that you know, you kind of, you know, when you listen to it, you you remember it, and you kind of hold it close for a little while. So, and that's the important thing too, like, you know on our birthdays, for example, you know, everybody's kind of reaching out and, you know, you know, telling you how much they care about you, but it's cool, you know, to be able to do that at different points throughout the year, not just on holidays or birthdays or different anniversaries and whatnot. So, um, that's something that last couple of years I've, I've tried to be better about. And I, I hope I'm, I'm, I'm doing a good job of, because, you know, at different yeah. points in the year, it's important, you know, to compliment people and encourage them and, you know, lift one another up. So, uh, I'm glad, you know, we seemingly have a platform where we can help do that with different people. And, uh, you know, certainly as, as friends, I think we're able to do that for one another through all of the seasons of life. Yeah. yeah. We've been well friends said. for almost 10 years, Ethan. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of wild, man. It is. It really is. Yeah. Time, time moves on. It's good. I'm glad that yeah, the friendship has lasted 10 years. Yeah. That's very cool. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's good seeing. I'm I'm seeing all the old friends right now, and it's just, yeah, you can't you can't make new old friends. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of scary. It's I think it kind of scares me uh, moving forward. Sometimes when I meet people, I'm like, can I get like, I don't want to say can I get as deep, but it's just like, you know, can I spend so much time as to feel the same that I do with you know yeah. you and the, and the other people that have all these like really deep conversations? Of course you can. You know, you, you there's so much time in life, but yeah. sometimes it's it's daunting. Yeah, it really is. And that's something that's that why I remember. I, that's why I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> that's why I don't have a girlfriend either. Because <laughs> I'm scared. Let, let me tell you, that is the only reason, right? Yeah, that's exactly the <laughs> only reason. Otherwise, we're very pristine prospects for that. But, you know, that's the one I'd thing like to that's holding so. us back. But, like, the new old friends thing, like, I remember, I mean, when I left Pittsburgh and I went to Iowa State, like, I had incredible friends in Iowa that I met, you know, and that opened their world to me. You know, I, I entered into a few different friend groups that had, you know, grown up together in the same towns and whatnot, and they were so welcoming of me. But there was just something about that time that we spent in Pittsburgh that like, you know, those were my those were my old friends, you know, and that one year they became they became our, you know, my my old friends. And, you know, they're, they're special and it's important to continue to cultivate those relationships as, you know, as we get older. And, and I've been reading a lot and seeing a lot, you know, of just, you know, as you get older, like everybody's 
you know, the, the, the latitude of paths that people are on, you know, gets very, very wide, you know, whereas oh, it's like, yeah. we're all in school or maybe we had some friends that like didn't go to college and like they're starting to work or whatever, but now it's, you know, it's marriage, it's children, um, you know, it's major life events, you know, people losing their parents or, you know, if the parents are going through things, they're going through things. Um, they're, they're big events and, you know, people spread out and, and you don't see them as much, but it's really important. That's why I'm so it's so awesome that you're able to go home for, you know, periods of time throughout the year, you know, and take a break from the javelin and get back to see your family and your friends. And, and I know Nick just had his wedding and you get the, you know, all the, all the lads back together once again. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's important to be intentional about that, I think. Um, and, and to make those, make those times happen because it, it can get really difficult. I mean, you just look at you and me. I mean, like it's sometimes it can be challenging for us to get in the same place, but we do a really good job of it. Um, and it's, you know, anytime you're able to do that, you walk away from it kind of feeling a renewed, you know, a renewed oh, yeah. sense of, of who you are. Yeah. We had like, a you know, we had our, our, our big rookie year, I feel like as friends. And then oh, we had yeah. a so I think we, we had like won our rookie of the year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we had our sophomore slumps and we didn't see each other for years, but then all of a sudden, dude, we came back and we're putting we're together. it on a little bit. It's <laughs> yeah, great. Dude, our batting percentage is way up. Like, oh yeah. We won like comeback four, player of the year. Yeah, it used to be like one or two times, like every two years. Now it's like four. I, I feel like it's like four or five times a year now. Yeah. It's easy. Well, there was there was one. It's not year hard anymore either. Exactly. I, some, it felt so hard in the beginning for us, Ethan. <laughs> yes, exactly. The but there was one time I think like around like sophomore, maybe junior year of college, where um, we didn't see each other at all for like two years, except for one morning. I was driving through <laughs> Philly and I caught breakfast with you at like six a.m. <laughs> at some at some diner that was like a repurposed like streetcar. <laughs> Something I it was like a train station. Yeah, yeah it was pretty awesome. But it I mean, was that's fire. Like the, that's the spirit. You got to do that. Like I remember waking up like at the ass crack of dawn because like you had to be in work at like seven thirty or something. It's so, like we mm -hmm. we met up at five thirty and we were eating amongst all of like the blue collared folks who were getting ready to turn in there. Eight hours of hard labor. You know, we're kind of just in. sitting there talking about talking about old times and talking about the future. So. Um, yeah, that's a good memory. You, you got to do that. But yeah, I'm, I'm very happy that we're, you know, we're, we're pouring on the frequency here a little bit. And, and also like the page and, and the podcast are really fucking cool too, because no matter where we are, like, you know, at least once a week, <laughs> whether we that's want to or not, we can, we get to check in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm happy that we were able to you know, do this today. Yeah. Um, it's coming this was out a good second, call because we were going to do this a couple of days ago, but we could have, you know, yeah. we could have, but we chose not to, so we could really prepare for this episode. <laughs> oh yeah. And as you can see, the episode has gone flawless. Thank you everybody for still listening. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I, I think that, you know, we, we joke, uh, whatever, I'll, I'll, I'm not going to go into that, but thank you so much for listening. We got yeah. a lot of good stuff coming. We're just grateful. There's, yeah. The, yeah. We are really grateful and it's a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, and we're going to keep on doing it. We got plenty more. We got a lot of stuff coming up. Oh, yeah. I, you know, we just got to get back into, uh, you know, even even more of a, a better rhythm, I guess, and uh, the interview a aspect. Oh, yeah. Is, we're uh, getting back good... into the interview zone uh, very soon. We've got a couple of prospects out there that we're working on the logistics with. And I know uh, we say that a lot, but dude, scheduling's tough. Scheduling's really, right? really damn hard because it's three people, right? And like, yeah, this sometimes isn't it's hard job, for us, right? Too. Yeah, yeah, like this isn't our full time. Like people always ask us, like we were just, you know, uh, we were talking with somebody about a partnership that we did recently and I was on the phone with them and they're like, so like, is this your full time thing? I'm like, hell no, it's not. Like pay us more money and it could be, but that yeah. starts with you. That's not a me thing. That's a you thing. Yeah, you, we can make this a full time job, but you guys. I, I, don't think, uh, I don't think I would ever want it to be like the thing that I do. Yeah. It's fun yeah, to have no, other I'm, stuff. Be well rounded and be mysterious, 100%. you know. 
very chaos yeah man so uh yeah like ethan like you just said thanks for listening if you're still out there um and you know as we tend to do uh i think it's time to kind of close down with some songs of the week but before we do that i would like to thank especially our producer drew mcfadden uh the streak continues uh i also think we're looking forward to getting drew maybe on next week's episode uh Mm -hmm. we're talking about that a little bit but he'll be back on pretty soon uh i always really love those episodes Uh, they're a lot of fun for us he's (laughs) he's a funny guy and uh it always brings a lot to the table you know and especially for the listeners if you're ever tired of listening to uh you and me talk you know we'll get a get a third voice in there yeah, I'm really excited. It's, it's way overdue that he comes on and uh, oh, yeah. and we get a Drew McFadden uh, show episode. Absolutely. He, and most importantly, it. it means less work for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ideally, that's the whole plan. We're yeah. going to let him run the show. So mm-hmm. uh, be on the lookout for that one. Absolutely. So Ethan, Songs of the Week, do you have one that you would like to uh, like to put into the record? I do. And uh, it's, it's time we shout out a uh, top-level Patreon supporter in uh, Black Hole Sean, and he actually reached out to us uh, last year when we were making a uh, the playlist, the road trip playlist. Mm-hmm. And um, he uh, asked to add the song onto the playlist, and I, I believe we did, um, but we weren't able to uh, respond back. And he actually kind of followed up and was like, hey, you know, have you guys listened to uh, my request for Ned's Atomic Dustbin? And uh, the song that he requested was Not Sleeping Around. And they're a band that was formed in the UK in 1987 and uh, split up in 95 only to reform uh, and come back in uh, 2008. So uh, they still play. And I, I was I like, you know what? I love a comeback story like that. That's awesome. Yep. And I was like, you know what? I haven't listened to them. Um, that's my fault. So what did I do? I was out working with my brother at my brother's house. We were forming some walls uh, for a basement remodel. And I don't know much about, you know, I don't know jack about shit when, when in, with plumbing and electrical. And, 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 <laughs> Me either. I was, I was fixing a dishwa- an industrial yeah. dishwasher. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I was learning. I was doing my best. And I was exactly. like, I got the radio today. So I threw it on. And, um, you know, just a great, uh, you know, pretty, I want to say chaotic, but, you know, old school, um, like 80s rock and roll feel with like some, um, what's the word that uh, you use all the time? Uh Synthy, uh, synthy, but um, shoot, what is it? Uh, I mean, I could just start giving you like '80s music buzzwords right now. If yeah, you want. yeah, that's what I'm uh, looking for. Like uh, the pure Cure, shit, and, terrible no. hair metal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's like the the Cure. Uh, um, Atmospheric shoegazy. Yes, shoegazy. Yep, shoegazy. Yeah, let's go. Shoegazy. I love shoegazy. <laughs> I know you love shoegazy. Shoegazy Bible is bad. <laughs> Exactly. There was there was a time, dude. There was a time. Uh, There's always a time. Everybody's got a shoegaze phase. So it has a little shoegaze uh, rock and roll to it. And like I said the song is uh, not sleeping around, and mm-hmm. uh, it was really solid. And and I went through went through the the whole album and and didn't disappoint. It was uh, it wasn't my favorite, you know. Yeah. It wasn't like you know an absolute like legend, uh, right? But it was you know different, and uh, I can appreciate that every time. So this oh, one goes out to Black Hole Sean. Thank you for being a supporter for so long, and what do you know uh you get an extra shout out you get your song on the playlist um another playlist and yeah dude uh it's worth listening so check it out absolutely not sleeping around ned's atomic dustbin what a great name ned's atomic dustbin that's pretty damn sick that's Um, awesome 
Yeah, my song of the week, Ethan, is going to be in the same spirit of yours. Uh, it's also going to be a shout out to a top level Patreon supporter. And once again, um, you know, it's it's a good story of a follow up that we did. And, and, and that's the thing, you know, if you send us something, uh, sometimes we don't listen right away. Um, but, you know, we if you follow up with us, we, we do and we will. Um, so this one goes out to uh, the mighty brother nature who has been a top level Patreon supporter for a long time um, in the same way that Black Hole Sean has been. And uh, in August of 2020, to uh, Brother Nature sent us uh, via Instagram direct message um, a link to a really cool set um, that one of my favorite bands, uh, School of Fish, did. Uh, they played at, I think, Rhino Records in 1991 um, in California at a California location. They did a really cool 30-minute acoustic set. Um, and he sent it to us over a year ago and he was like, Hey man, like, uh, I know you like school of fish, like check out this set. And I hadn't seen it before. Um, and I remember watching it for a little bit at the time. Um, and I was like, Oh shoot. Like I, I want to make a post about that because school of fish really, really awesome band. Uh, I think we've talked about before, but I never made a post, but I have this habit. Like when there's something that I need to post, I don't make a note of it or like a calendar event or reminder. I just screenshot it in my phone, but I have like 10,000 pictures in my phone. So I lose them very quickly. So I, I screenshotted it in, in in August of 2022 when he sent it to me. And then three times since then, when I'm scrolling through my phone, I see it. I'm like, oh shit, like I, it reminds me, I got to do it. So I take another <laughs> screenshot. Of it. So I didn't move like, to the front. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Back up to the front of the line, but then it always falls back. Um, so I was looking for a picture to send one of my friends like a, a couple of days ago. And I saw the screenshot. I was like, you know what? Like I've waited, like, I, like it's been far too long. Like now's the time. So I went back, I watched the acoustic set in full and I made a post about it. And I told the story that I'm telling now in the post. Um, so this one goes out to brother nature and I would like to select the, the school of fish song that is called wrong, um, off of wrong. their, uh, there off it of is. their self-titled album. Um, really, really, really great song. Uh, and once again, you know, that's what it's all about. We really love, you know, getting music suggestions or show suggestions. Um, from people that follow this page because you know i like you know so many people have such good taste and such good memories and the knowledge levels are so high um so anytime people are, are they choose to share it with us it's really cool um so i would like to shout out uh brother nature for that for bringing that memory back to the fold and sorry it took uh like like 14 months for me to get around to it but you know we we the That's train great pulls we into the station in. eventually yeah it, it's always on time it just you know it depends when and it gives us it gives us a great segment too when when people uh, when we can do that and we have a story to go along with it. Yeah, both ca callbacks incredible. Yeah, and that was good. I'll just for everybody listening, I I just added both songs to the playlist, so they're there. Um, I do, I try to do it like while we're talking about, so I don't forget. But so if you follow you know, the playlist, you get advanced notice. You could you, you could kind of you do you get like four or five yeah. days. But you could you I, could leak it to like Pitchfork and Pitchfork can do an article be like <laughs> Grunge Bible episode one thirty three songs of the week have leaked link in bio. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, dude. If you follow closely, you can get it. You can get a jump start. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, those are two good tracks, two good memories and tying into the people that support this show. Um, so we kind of, you know, once again, we've covered the bases here on the Grunge Bible podcast. Um, Ethan, happy birthday once again. Thank you, brother. Happy birthday to you. We did it's fantastic. It. And as we close out this episode, uh, we have a special outro edition here. Um, so recently, um, we've partnered with Pure Soul Presents to uh, to kind of support a really, really cool project that's going on right now. Um, so at this time, I would like to share with you um, a really, really cool cover of Heart Shaped Box done by Cassius Clayton. It's coming out on October the 3rd. Um, so if you're listening to this, you either have to wait one day or you don't have to wait any days because this is coming out on the second. Um, so at this time, I would like to share 
the cover of Heart Shaped Box by Cassius Clayton brought to you by Pure Soul Presents. Um, let's take it away with that. It's a really, really cool cover. Um, it's reimagined a really, really fantastic song that's really important for grunge, obviously. Um, and I love soul music. You know, I was kind of born, uh, my mom's a huge soul fan. So growing up, we listened to a bunch of soul records when it was house cleaning day or whatnot, or just kind of home home on Saturdays and Sundays. So this one was really cool. Um, anytime somebody can take a song that I love and reimagine it in a creative way uh, and show respect for it and also showcase their talents, it's really, really cool. Um, so I, I think, you know, Cassius Clayton and the folks at Pure Soul Presents did a fantastic job with this one. So I'm excited to yeah. share it with everybody uh, here today to close out the episode. Yeah, this is, I'll just give my two cents on it. I love, I really love it. It's got, it's really well produced. And uh, like I said, I told, I told the man, I was like, this sounds like a great intro for like a James Bond theme. That's like the, that's like, I can't get it out of my head. It's just, it's just like that perfect when, when people make these covers that, like you said, you, you some someone has the imagination to do a song in a total different genre and they execute it. It just it just fits. It has its own category of of like, uh, yeah, like when it's appropriate to listen to. And this one I feel like does a great job for you know screenplays and and just I don't know. It's just it's really fun. It's a really fun one to listen to. So enjoy. Absolutely. So stick around for the rest. And here is the Cassius Clayton cover of Heart Shaped Box. We will see you all next week for episode 133. Until then, rock and roll and stay happy. See you guys. She eyes me like a Pisces when I am weak. I've been locked inside your
for it.